thought this would be like a really good thing to do, you know, which is like talk to an Arsenal fan about Arsenal specifically, a little bit about Chelsea, Spurs a bit and kind of jump around the league. And all this made me think is like, fucking hell, I'm depressed about Spurs. Like, I just listened back to this and it's a bit of a different one to the other episode. It's basically just me and Jar chatting. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, it's the end of the season. We haven't won anything. We're in a mess. Don't have a manager. Best player's going to leave. No one seems particularly happy. And I don't see how it gets better. Um, but Arsenal are in a similar spot. And Jar and I are going to talk about that. So I hope you enjoy. Cool. Uh, Chelsea nil, Arsenal one. What did you What did you think of the game? To be quite honest, I now have to watch Arsenal with no expectations. That's what I do now <laughs> because when I do that, it seems that we seem to perform. So yesterday, I went into the game. I was obviously the form that Chelsea are in now. I was thinking, hmm, this game, first five minutes, please do not concede. And um, I was watching it. We we set up quite well defensively. I was happy about that because I thought that Chelsea had some plays that could have unlocked us a bit. But we we were resolute with our defence. So I was I was happy with that. But honestly, Josh, I think it's so boring to watch Arsenal. Honestly, it's so boring and so predictable that yesterday it was it was welcome, but it's too little, too late. It's too little, too late. There's so there's players in that team that need to go, and that's as simple as that. And yeah, as for how the game went, if it wasn't for that Jorginho mistake, I'm kind of pressed to see where we would have got any chances because, or where we would have got the goal from. Aubameyang looked a bit tired, which I feel it for him because I really like him, but I just think personally. And on the pitch, it just hasn't happened for him this season. So, overall, I'm happy with the win, but it's too little too late. I just, you know, I'm just like, okay, fine, great. Yeah, you're kind of in that range now where it's like, oh, we might finish ninth, might finish eighth. And if it goes badly, we finish tenth. It's just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Who, um, who, when you were watching, who are the players that you look at and you just think, no, not good enough? You know what? I like Elneny, but he frustrates me because there's a there's a, this is it was this game, the Villarreal game, a couple of other games that I've watched him in, and he could play the ball forward. The Newcastle game actually, where he scored. There's there's opportunities for him to play the ball forward, but I don't know if he's scared or he doesn't trust his players or he doesn't trust himself, but he'll go backwards or sideways, and I'm like, how? What, why? Why? But He's a workhorse, like he works hard, you know, he'll run for years. But that's that's even bringing it down to like my, you know, grassroots level and how, yeah. how I've played. I always say to people, yeah, you've got to have a balance. You can have those players who can run for years and, you know, you know, they maintain the stamina for the whole 90 minutes, but they don't do anything in the game. We can have another player who I guess is n- not a workhorse like that, but impacts the game. So I, in my mind, I'm like, what do you prefer? But you, you need both, but, you know, you want someone that's going to make an impact. But him, I just think, 
I don't know. At Arsenal, I don't know if he's going to work. So he's he's one. Um, who else is there? Bellerin. I don't know how he made it to the pro game. I don't know how. Me, when I watch him, he looks like someone that has two left feet and is just about getting the, just about controlling the ball. Like when it comes <laughs> off, is it by chance? For me, he is just, he needs to go. He needs to go. Good server of the club, but needs to go. I'm done with him. Done with him. So yeah, those are those, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Yeah, those two straight away. It's funny what you say about the balance in midfield because I've been so impressed with Chelsea. And it frustrates me mm. so much that because I I just hate them as a club. Yeah. But you just watch a team that is just like and maybe, yeah, yesterday, a bit of an anomaly. They're resting players, they made like what seven mm. changes or something. But like on the whole when they've been playing like back three, two, two central midfielders in Kante and Jorginho, it's just like, everything's covered. We've got everything that you would want. Like if you could yeah. fuse those two, you would have like probably the best player in the league. Mm. Um, and with Arsenal, yeah, it's not quite there. It's funny because Partey, like he, he's definitely got so much about him. And I think yesterday kind of suited him because he's, you know, for Atletico Madrid, they do so much of, on just like, okay, let's, be in our shape, pick up, pick up, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but if you haven't got, you know, Griezmann or Costa or mm. Koke, these like players who can yeah. just create like that, um, it's just, yeah, it's a it's a tough watch for Arsenal. Yeah, I think I love Partey as 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 I'm half Ghanaian. I was glad to see him come to the club. Like I was really happy to see him come to the club. But at the same time, even in his first few games. I saw him slipping into the Arsenal way. Like, there was a game against Aston Villa. Partey lost the ball in midfield and he didn't even, he didn't even, he didn't even try to sprint. He didn't even try to. And I said, you know what? Because you're at Arsenal, you, the cancer has seeped into you and now you're, you're just, it's just, it's gone wrong. It's gone so wrong because he would never do that under Simeone. Never. So I like him as a player. But I don't want him to be infected by the disease at Arsenal. And I think he is. Uh, when um, when I was on with Josh ages ago, we were talking about, he was saying, like, what, growing up watching Arsenal, you'd learn, like, this is under Wenger, you'd learn about, like, principles, what structured football looks like, like what it looks like when a team has an idea about what they're doing and when they're building up. And he was like, well, maybe it's been a while since we've seen that. Under Arteta, initially, and maybe there's, like, a, 12 month 18 month bounce where it's like okay cool fresh ideas da, da, da. um there was those there was it seemed that there was a stretch where you were just scoring this goal all the time but it was like build up down the right switch it out to a bamiang on the left and he's 1v1 um and it's like oh this is the uh, this is the new arsenal goal in the way that man city had their goal where it was like work it down the line cut back tapping the arsenal goal is build up right switch it and and go like that it's been a while since we've seen anything like that any sort of like really structured build up that yeah, I think that we've become a bit predictable. We know what Saka can do. We know what Tierney can do. We obviously brought in Erdegaard to, you know, play that 10 role, you know, add a bit of creativity. But we're just rigid. I, I just feel like there's no flexibility. And I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think about what that is or where that comes from. But it's just like... We, we, when I watch teams like Man City, even, even teams like Leicester, 
you can see the fluidity in their play. You can see there's different ways of building up to goal. You know, there's different, there's just a bit more of a dynamic way of playing. But for Arsenal, if, like you said, that Aubameyang goal, if we don't have that, what do we have? Like, you know, we're struggling. So that says to me that it's just not working. And Arteta has made a lot of the decisions that just don't make sense, to be quite honest. Don't make we're going to get to that, but I I just don't know what is going on, <laughs> to be quite honest. I don't know. I don't know where to start. So that that is that. But, yeah, Arsenal's build-up play, yeah, it's inconsistent. It's, and the only bright spots are Mill Smith-Rowe, Saka and Martinelli. That's for me. So I was going to say, the, there are, the positives are, there are some... Like some, I mean, Saka, Smithrow, Martinelli, and Tierney, I suppose, if you can put yeah. them in that group. Like four really, really good players who are going to contribute to a, a good Premier League team at some point. It might not be with this group of players, this captain, this manager, but at some point, yeah. they're going to be good enough that they're proper, proper difference makers. That at least must be exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially as young, young talent, especially because. Saka and Emil Smith have come up through the academy. They've done it. They've done it the way that I guess in English football you'd like to see. They've come up through the ranks. So I'm happy for them. I also felt like being in this environment, will it stifle their development? Because you're in an one, you've got the, the disappointment and the decline of 10 years on your back and the weight of expectation of all, you know, all Arsenal fans. And you're having to, you know, perform and consistently perform against that backdrop. And I just think, is that going to be stifling for them? But they've proved themselves. They've proved themselves. And if they can thrive in this environment, then used to say, you know what I mean? They, they'll go on to be world class. And I hope they do. They've done a lot. Mm. I can't remember. I can't. I probably, well, look, I, I'm <laughs> trying to stay clear of Arsenal when I can. I can't quite pinpoint <laughs> when Smith Rowe was like, Oh yeah, he he has to start now. But I remember watching he came off the bench a couple of times and just like mm. it just felt like, oh yeah, this is this is a proper like spark. And coupled with Saka and Tierney, it was like, okay, yeah. Do, do you remember the point in the season where it was like, okay, this not only is this just like an exciting young player, it's like, oh no, he's one of our best players now. I think probably after Boxing Day when we played Chelsea, and uh, we went on a run. We went on a run of a, a good couple of wins. I think there was there was a game at West Brom where we looked good. Like the play was incisive. We was, you know, we was, you know, we were, it seemed like the Arsenal of old. And you, even the commentators said, you know, it seemed like the Arsenal of old, you know, uh, the ticky tack of play. And I thought, do you know what? After that little run on bo after Boxing Day, I thought, mm, okay, these these are serious. These are serious players. Um, he, and sometimes the passes that he plays, it's like the other players are not up to matching that. Because he, like, even yesterday, he played a couple of passes around the corner. And it's like the players were kind of like, what, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. You have to think maybe, I think players like Smith Rowe and Saka, they will, they will, you know, maintain loyalty for Arsenal, especially all that Arsenal has done for them. But I just think, what is Arsenal going to do for them? You know what I mean? To help them develop. Because right now it just it just seems like they're carrying they're carrying the team, to be quite honest. And that's that's scary. 
Yeah, that's that's scary for players so young. And it's not like they're young, but they've played. It's not like you know, like Rashford. Like he's young, but he's been in the first team for years. <laughs> it's still very, it's still fairly early on in their in their development. This this back three thing. Are you into it or not? Yesterday, I liked. It. I think Gabriel. I really liked him as a defender. I think him on the left was good. I think he did really well, actually. Um, I don't know. I think Rob Holding in a back three. Uh, I don't. I don't know because they would need to. They would need to trial it a bit more. I personally like David Luiz and Gabriel um, as a back two. I just prefer that. I think they're solid. Obviously, both being Brazilian, they communicate a lot better. Um, but yeah, it didn't really work. And Saka, I saw on Twitter people were getting onto him, but he's not a wing back. Like he's had to play in so many positions. He didn't do that well yesterday, but I can't blame him because it was yeah. I just yeah, it's too much tinkering, man. I I, I prefer just a back four actually. It's funny. I, like I talked about this with with some coaches a little bit. It's like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna tweak your system or you're gonna have an option to play it a particular way against a particular team, you have to mm. play it better than them. You can't play back three with the, that setup against Chelsea better than them at the moment. They're so good at it. Arteta is doing a lot of experimenting. Do you think that there's a, a limit, I suppose, in terms of time or allowance that Arteta gets? Like, is there a breaking point at some point where it's just like, nope, okay, hasn't worked, get someone else? Personally, I think that after the FA Cup and now being out of the Europa League, his, his, his position should be untenable because at any other team, he'd be gone. So what I can't understand is why they have this unwavering faith in, in what? Because apparently it's trust the process, but I don't know. And many Arsenal fans do not know what this process is. So I have to ask the question is, what has he told them? What's he telling them in those meetings? And what is he showing them? Because I, I can't see it. And I think that the problem with Arteta is that He's inexperienced. If you know what, I wouldn't even mind if he went to La Liga before he came to us for maybe two years, won La Liga, maybe the Copa del Rey, and came and said, "Okay, I've got, I've got a couple of trophies. I've done it in a, another league. Okay, he's got a bit of experience." But you were an understudy. That's what you were. You were an understudy for Pep. <laughs> so, I, I, and you're coming to a team, as I said, that is dealing with and battling with ten plus years of steady decline. How are you going to rectify that? This, this, and that's my confusion. I think I now, and I've been that way for a long time. I try not to be negative, but I am Arteta out. I think he has to go because I can't see. I can't see it. I can't see the process. I'm struggling. I'm genuinely struggling. Just I don't know. Yeah. No. Because I, because I, look, I, I would basically do anything to, for Spurs to be in a position to have <laughs> excited young players and a manager with a lot of potential. I'm not saying Ryan Mason isn't that, but like, look, under 23's coach, he was is not ready to take this job. There are even more qualified coaches being his assistants at the moment, Chris Ramsey and others. So I, I, look, he's obviously not going to be the manager. That's that's just clear, just because he's so inexperienced. He's like my age, like it's just not happening. Mm. Um, and I think, I think part of this like, kind of era now it's like well if you played at a club and done well as a player 
you kind of get this grace period. Chelsea is an exception, I think. The Lampard thing's mm. an exception. And that was 100% the right call. That Chelsea team next year, are they might win the Champions League this year. They might win the FA Cup. They're coming for the league next year, no question. Um, and that little bit of ruthlessness with like the one of the most successful best player in the history of the club, to just be like, nope, bye, sorry, next one, um, is going to really work for them this time. I, 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 I feel like I'd, I'd wait with Arteta, but I don't really know why I'm saying that. You know, like I don't, I don't have anything really to back it up other than he must have learned some stuff when he was at City that gives him a bit of a, a grace period, coupled with the fact that there's young players and he has some goodwill from when he was the captain. I don't know. I I agree. If Arsenal was not in the position that they're in, I agree that he he should be given time. But the thing is, I would if I could if I could see the process like over the last couple of months, if I could see some sort of indication or some sort of you know something to suggest that we should give him time, I'd be like, cool. But he, per- for me personally, he hasn't shown that. And he's shown on several occasions that he's quite inept. The substitutions that he makes at, at dodgy times as well. And it's just like, for any manager coming to Arsenal at the, in, the, in the context that we're in right now is going to be difficult. But for someone that hasn't done this really before, it's even worse. But yes, he does have a lot of potential. And yes, when he does, you know, fulfil that potential, it's going to be great for whatever club, but not for now at Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny saying that off the back of a win, isn't it? Like you just beat Chelsea and it's still just like, oh. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, as a, it's hard as an Arsenal fan because you, you're sitting on Instagram and they're posting, you know, the glory days of yesteryear. And you're thinking to yourself, like, we're so far from that. We are so far from that. And, and we've slipped so far into the abyss that I just think, how do we get back from that with this current manager, with this current board, with this current structure? I can't tell you. And it's, it's quite depressing. I'll be honest, Josh, quite depressing. You know, as I said in the last podcast, football is is a major fundamental part of my life. And I'm having to experience this. This is terrible. This is terrible. We uh we haven't really chatted about Super League. Um mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I feel like Spurs and Arsenal fans, we're kind of we can be together on this one because the fact that we were even invited to be part of it is just a bit of a joke. This is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the Broncos are thinking. I don't know what's going on. Delusions of grandeur. I don't know what they thought was going to happen by them entering. And like you say, I was just shocked that we were even invited because, yeah, it must be it must be on the basis of the stature of the club, the former stature of the club, because it can't be based off current events. It cannot. So yeah, that was a that was a um, shit show basically. Yeah. yeah, and even like I think also like Spurs. Look, we we went out in the Europa League earlier on. I watched the second leg against Villarreal. 
just like nowhere near good enough to compete in like second tier European competition. Do you know what I mean? Like that was watching that Arsenal game thinking, yeah, similar to what you said in terms of the spark and creativity. There's, I, I, I picture, I don't know. I feel like the Arsenal team with like Puma and variations of the Puma and Fly Emirates would be like, okay, they're in Europe. You tune in, free no up in half an hour, game's done, make some subs, rest everyone. Like, think about the next Premier Against, League. like, next name teams as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, there was just, there was none of that. Did you watch the Villarreal game? What do you think? I was, I, so every time, Thursdays obviously clashes with football, so I catch the back end. It, it was drab. It was drab again. You know, we we play, we, from what I saw, we play in like, we're playing like we're already through. Like there was no drive, hunger to get the goal. And it's just like, I don't know what that is as a player. What is that? Is that the environment that you're in? Like, why are you not driven? Where, what is that? So I just, it's complete confusion. I try not to mention Spurs. So when you're talking about them, I'm just, I'm just trying to remain, remain subdued. But you know what? I'm not even going to be real. I think, right? I like Son. I think he's a really good player. Um, I like Serge Aurier as well. I think you have some good individual players. How that all comes together, I'm not too sure. But I, ha- I think you have some good individual players. Um, yeah, that's about that's, that's about as far as my um, compliments go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... No. I just yeah we 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 yeah. No, I think with with yeah, on, with sorry. Spurs. No, no, with Spurs at the moment, I think it's a because I was wondering like who who what situation would you rather have the Spurs or or Arsenal? I think the positives about the Spurs thing is that you have two of the best players in the league, no question. Kane and Son are elite. You have Ndombele, who is like as good a creative midfielder, I think, in the league. Like, there's nothing he can't do with the ball. Um, Reguilón, like really good signing, like clearly needs to love a, another season under his belt in England. I think to to really really get to grips with things, and I I I like Hoiberg. I think he's good. I think the fact that we were able to get him so easily is just a bit of a weird one. He's tailed off a little bit, but I think most players have. He's also played every single game, um, so so there's that. But then the flip side of it is out of Europe didn't win the cup, nowhere near the Champions League, like nowhere near the top four. Like to think that that was even, a, we were top at flipping in December. It's like to think that this is this is this team in, it, that was in that situation is just, is ludicrous. And I've just think like, well, okay, Kane's probably going to leave, which means if we don't sell Son this year, Son's going next year, no question. He's too, he'll, he'll literally be too good for us. And then where are we? Like we're just, with this again so I'm already thinking for Spurs I'm thinking we need the next the next pop someone who's coming in and saying right five years this is this is the plan this is where we're we're gonna be and yeah it's funny how you it's, it's funny how you're framing it with Arsenal like the 10 years of steady decline because I don't I don't really picture it like that because at least you're still winning FA Cups you know <laughs> yeah but I think about it in my lifetime that's all I really have to say, like FA Cup, and, may, and maybe just about 
you know, Europa League finals and, you know, there and thereabouts near top four, top, top eight, whatever. For me personally, knowing, because we're constantly bombarded with the glory of yesteryear, knowing where Arsenal have come from, you're just thinking, for me, I'm just thinking, when are we going to get back to that? Because mm. I used to love watching Arsenal under Wenger when we had that fluid play, when we, you know, and, and those days we were making top four. And those days, you know, and, and it seemed like at that point, we could go back to yesteryear. We could get that. But I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I think, yeah, in a pot, because I'm, I'm being quite pessimistic. It's just, Arsenal have made me this way. I was really positive <laughs> before, but they've made me this way. I, I get what you're saying about the trophies. It, that is great. I just think I want something a bit more now as an Arsenal fan. I want something a bit more. Yeah, I get that. Because I think even, like, look, we didn't win the Carabao Cup this year. I think even if we won the Carabao Cup this year, I'd have been like, okay, whatever. Like, I miss the feeling of knowing we have good players who are just going to go and beat a team that we're better than. Like, the number of times where I'd go to White Hart Lane and just within the first half, Kane's got one, Deli Ali's done something, um... Just some, the, the, the best players in the team are in an environment where they're encouraged to do the things that they're good at and we just win the game like that. It's like Stoke, 4-0 halftime, done, game dead. Um, or Stoke's an example. But even, even there's Man City games, I can remember, Arsenal games, United games, like where they, we just would be the better team and we would just win. And I just missed the like, oh, we're going to win today because we have good players and they like playing together. And, and exactly, similarly, with Arsenal, I, I, I find myself very apprehensive to go to Burnley, to go to Newcastle. To, mm. I find myself thinking, no, there's actually a good, there's, there's a good chance we could lose this. And the same way you, we used, I used to go into certain games, a Norwich when they were in the Premier League, a Bournemouth, you know, those teams I think, yeah. Like I said, four, three, four nil, five, because Coast. I'm, I'm literally sitting there like this is not this is not you know we could lose this and that's and that's the decline I'm talking about that's like that's that's to to get to that level you've really declined I think it's something's mm. gone horribly wrong you know that's what I was gonna so, ask. so you you got you've got two more games so you've got Crystal Palace away and then you've got Brighton at home mm. like Palace away even that now is like well yeah you know, as is our heart, like good players who can cause you problems. This is the thing. And like, yeah, Crystal Palace away is, is a tricky one still because I just think like Eze is a really good player, he can carry the ball. When when I've watched Arsenal and they're playing against players like that, they seem to just let them drift through midfield. It's like even yesterday, Afilaqueta was coming from like I don't know if he's playing wing back or 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 yeah, wing back, yeah. Yeah. And he just drifted through and no one did anything. So it's like, are you gonna stop Eze if he does that? Are you gonna stop him from assisting Zaha Benteke? Like, are you gonna do so yeah? Brighton as well, they're a tricky one. I can't remember what season was it, but they 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 caused an upset and I don't even want to remember it. They caused an upset and I think it it meant that yeah, we were we were destined to be out of top four. So, I, yeah, Brighton, I think they're a good team. They've got some good players. Bissouma, who apparently we've been linked with, 
so yeah it's, it's still it's still it's still very still apprehensive times like we're not comfy at all just sad mm-hmm. yeah Basuma's an interesting one because uh i've read uh carl anker who covers man united for the athletic he wrote I think it was, it must have been around the, the turn of the year. He wrote this thing that was like the, the, the 10 holding midfielders that Man United should buy or some, something like that. Um, and Basuma wasn't Ozit, wasn't on it. And everyone was saying, why have you, you haven't put Basuma? Why have you put Basuma? And he was like, I think he's going to go to Liverpool. I think he should go to Liverpool. And now it seems like other clubs are, it's just going to be, I guess, who, who, can, who can pay the most money, who, who can, can do that. Because he 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 looks he looks very very good. I was going to ask: Are there are there particular players who don't play for Arsenal that you enjoy? Like when you're playing against them, you're like, oh, okay, they're a problem, but I'm going to enjoy watching them at least. Um, most recently, I like Sam Maximan from Newcastle. Mm. I think he's just really flary. Like he's that's the type of player I like to watch because they're exciting. He just does stuff off the cusp. He's very unpredictable. I like watching him. Um, I like Grealish as well. I like watching him. Um, I think now. Yeah, I mean, Fernandez from Manchester United. Yeah. But um, I actually like Pulisic as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like the attacking players who can, who can, who can dribble and pass and, and make stuff happen. No, yeah, what about you? What, what about you? Uh, I really like Saka. I really, really like. I just think to to have this like gem of a teenager who can legitimately play like four positions, mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't seem to. Yeah, you know, like yesterday. Okay, maybe not his best game ever, but like he's filling in win back against a team that might be the best team in Europe, and he doesn't look out of place. You can play him in midfield. You can play him high up the pitch. You can play him on the opposite side. It's just like yeah, whatever you need. Really like Saka. Um, I Kante is he's he's getting he's getting there again. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's been, so it's five years since Leicester won the league, and obviously with loose, we have to heart back to that, which I don't mind doing because even though like even though uh, Spurs had a chance to win a title that year, it's just like to think that that still happened in football is unbelievable. So I don't mind doing that. And I was looking back at some clips of that Leicester team, and him and Mares and Vardy, obviously. It was just unbelievable. And Kante, he's he's back at that level. Like I don't know if you've watched him in the Champions League last couple of weeks, but flipping out. Like he's doing everything that you would want a midfielder to do. Mm. So I like watching players who can who can players who can do the different the different things that you would put on a tra- in a training session, right? Like you said, right, today we're doing dribbling, Kante's gonna be good at that. Right, today we're doing passing, Kante's good at that. We're doing mm. tackling, like everything. Like I really like yeah. really like that. Um, Foden, I've enjoyed watching Foden. Got him, yeah. Foden. Again, it's that versatility. It's just like you can play him down the middle, cool. Play me wide right, cut in. Play me out left, stretch the pitch. Play me in midfield, come get the ball. Really like, really like that. Um, yeah, there's a there's a few. It's funny because it's like City. City have been the best team, but they've only been the best team for. a relatively small bit of the season this isn't like when they won the league and they had 100 points and it's done after 10 games you know you're like okay yeah. well, clearly they're champions um like you know spurs are top of christmas and they just put this run together gundogan in that run he was i think he's a standout um uh, as right, well yeah. for city um 
Yeah, it's fun. if I was thinking as well, putting together like a team of the year, and there's like I think some some questions no, sorry, some players no question go in. Um, but I think there's a there's some decent cases for players who who might not be you know perennially like in that in that like top tier group of Premier League players. Like even Leno, Leno's had a very good season. That save he made yesterday to tip that onto the bar. Yeah, probably not I mean, league. yeah, I, yeah, there is. I mean, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville did their team of the year on Sky Sports, I think, and it didn't include oh, Saka. Yeah, I don't think it includes Saka, which is strange, uh, a strange one. It was, I think, it was mostly Man City and like Manchester United players for Gary Neville, and I just sure. thought that was interesting. Yeah, um. Yeah, there are, you know, there are, there are a lot of players, a lot of players that have done well this season, you know, in their respective teams, especially teams maybe, I would say, teams like Aston Villa, I think Grealish, uh, Ollie Watkins, who's come in, he's done really well. Um, yeah, Bamford's done all right. For Leeds, he's done well. So, yeah. That's, that's, did, you yeah watch, did, you watch, did you watch Leeds v Spurs? And they beat us 3 1. I did. I should have watched that. I didn't watch it, though. That was like, that was one of those games where you just, you watch it and you think, okay, we know how Leeds play. We know what they're good at. Let's at least try and combat that and try and take those things away. But they just ran all over us. They just moved the ball really quickly through the field, were onto us when we didn't have it. We just didn't look like we had an answer. The only time we looked like we were going to do anything was the goal we scored where, like, Deli Alley was, like, picking up and carrying it. But they just completely, completely out, outrun us. Um, there's some Leicester players. You said you like watching Leicester. Who, who do you like for Leicester? Yeah. Madison. 100% like Madison. Uh, I like Sionchu, the centre-back. He's really good. I really like him. I'd actually like him at Arsenal, to be fair. Um... The young guy for Fana here as well, he's really good. Uh, but yeah, Madison, Madison, yeah, probably my favourite. He's sick. Mm. Really, really good. There's a couple of couple like him, Grealish, who maybe these injuries is the only reason that they might not be like guaranteed starters for the Euros, which is a real shame. Maguire as well. Maguire's got this injury. That's a problem for England. <laughs> this is a thing. This is a thing. But I don't even think. I think, you know, Tarkovsky for Burnley, I before when he was doing well, I thought he should have been in, in a better shout for England. But now I'm not saying, I don't know. I thought I think he's quite good. Yeah, he should, I guess, well, if Maguire's like, he's not going to play in the Europa League final, is he? If he's legitimately like unavailable, then he, he, I guess he's rising up, rising up the pecking order. Um, have you thought about who your England team would be or not? I haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't. I would like to see Grealish if he's not injured. Um, yeah. I'd also like to see Saka, actually. I'd like to see Saka. Um, I like Calvin Phillips. Uh, I think he's, like, he's a solid player. I would like to see him as well. Um, and, yeah, probably, yeah, Kane. Obviously, he's the captain. He's going to be in it, but... Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. But no, I haven't, I haven't thought much further than that. I'd, I'd, I've, I don't see how Saka can't be in the squad. 
what what more does he have to do? Like play four positions and be mm-hmm. like he's obviously going to be involved in the next tournament. So I'll just take him this time. Like, yeah, this is I'm, the thing. I'm 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 into the idea that that he goes. I'm not really. I'm not. I don't know what the I don't know what the best shape is. I don't know what the best configuration of all these players is. But it's not the worst thing in the world for us to have flexibility going into these tournaments. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting carried away thinking, oh yeah, yeah, this like we're going to be amazing. We might not get to a semi final like we did last time. You know, we might not draw the draw, whatever. Teams get good injuries, all these things happen. But like, it's nice to go into a tournament thinking, okay, we got good, young, excited players. Like, I'm buzzing to watch all these England games. You know, like that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think I don't know how Kyle Walker still gets in. That one, that one might, yeah. that one, that one confuses me a little bit because. He's been good. Yeah. He's been good. I don't know. I think that there's... I like Wan-Bissaka. He could get a chance because Kyle Walker's... He's, he's coming to the end of his career. I'm not saying you could just do away with him because he's got a lot of experience and he's doing well. But I do think... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can't forsake him. I don't know. But, I, yeah, Wan-Bissaka would be a good option as well. How crazy is it that we're just, like... Trent is just, like, not even... In, it, Liverpool have just like dropped off so much. I know, and that's sad because he's a really good player. He's a really good player, but that's the thing I say. When you're in an environment where you're not doing so well, but you, you know, obviously he's a good player, but because of the environment, people are no longer t- talking about him. With Arsenal, players like Partey, as I said, great players, but when you're in this environment and you're in this milieu, I guess, and it's negative, you just get shrouded by that. You just get you just get swamped by that. But yeah, Trent, Trent is definitely he's a great player. Great player. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see with England. We'll see. Um Chelsea Leicester on uh, on Saturday for the FA Cup. I think Chelsea favourites agree. Hmm, hundred percent. Yeah. I think if they if Tuchel comes in, wins the cup, and even even pushes City in the Champions League final, having beaten them twice, once in the cup, once in the league. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're legit. He's legit, man. He is, he is. But he, he's, he's done really well already. I didn't expect him to come and... I, think there was, I thought there was going to be a period of like instability, he's getting used to the league or whatever. But now he's really come in and done really well. See, that's what I want an Arsenal. That's what, that's what we need. He's experienced. He's, he, he even, he, Aubameyang was under him at, at Dortmund. And I think he's, they, they did the stats yesterday, like he scored nearly 100 goals under him. So like, like managers like that, that are tried and tested, do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, Chelsea, they're really, they're onto something now, 100%. 100%. It's funny, because Pulisic, back end of last year, and actually maybe it's the Europa League, Whatever the Europa League final against, uh, was it the Europa League final against Arsenal or do they play somewhere else? I've just got this really clear image in my head of him like coming onto the pitch and just immediately like it just beats two players. And it's like whoa, mm-hmm. like this is yeah. someone who's just going to get the ball and commit, just commit someone every single time. It's so so handy, um, and. 
yeah, like Chelsea have just got so many. They've just got so many options. I don't know about. I don't know about uh, Havertz and Werner and like Mount. Definitely, you haven't even mentioned Mount. He's 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 in there starting for England. I yeah. think he'd be in Team of the Year. He's been yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but still, it's it's like they're they're this good and they don't even have like a proper striker. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you if you put a, imagine if you put a Bamiyang as the number nine for Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I and uh, it's weird because I I thought that Werner would come in and actually do quite well. I thought he would, but I don't I don't know why it hasn't worked out for him to be quite honest. I know they've got Giroud there, but I think he wouldn't be my first choice if if I was looking at that Chelsea Chelsea team. Uh, Tammy Abrams dropped off now, which is you would expect that as well. But going, yeah. going to Leicester, I think. Is it? I, I saw, yeah. I saw, saw a rumored thing. I can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, I actually, yeah, he could link up with Vardy maybe quite well. But yeah, it's weird. I think if they got a world class striker, Chelsea boy, is I think it's it's over for a lot of teams in the Premier League. It's over. It's over. Uh, how much Champions League have you watched? Not a lot, actually, admittedly, because I feel like it's like a distant, a distant memory for me. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't watch a lot. No. Mm. But um, I watched. I think I watched Barcelona. I can't remember who it was against, but yeah, I watched early on this season. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't watched a lot. I must say. Mm. No, I just wondered because. Uh... In terms of like, favorite players to watch, who aren't Spurs players, like watching Mbappe and Haaland is like, like those two. <laughs> those two are just unreal. They're gonna like that's they're they're the two players that are go- gonna dominate the next decade. Like it just ha- I don't. The only thing that stops them isn't is an injury. Like they have everything. Mm, yeah, people are saying that they're gonna be the next Ronaldo and Messi. I mm, that is that's strong. That's a strong prediction, but I see it. I do definitely see it. And in saying that, I have watched clips of Haaland like in the Bundesliga, and he is serious, like so serious. And he's quite a tall guy, but he can move. Like he's really agile, really, really good. Um, Sancho as well, so thick. So yes. thick. If he if Sancho was playing in England, he'd be first, like the first person in the England team. Yeah, like, 100%. the fact that it's so it's so stupid. It, it, British press, British fans, English fans, whatever. The fact that someone could just go to a different league and still be amazing, and it was just like we forget about him. And it, it doesn't matter. I think that I think I watched the Neville Neville Carragher picking their England team, and he didn't even make the squad. It's like, come on, come on. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I think I don't know. I think English fans have this kind of, I guess, maybe a superiority superiority conflicts where it's like the Premier League is the top and, and the Bundesliga and the league is like the farmers leagues as they call it and it's like but it's no it's not they're great leagues and I think for Sancho he was young when he went and he still is young to go and boss it the way he has he has to get some sort of credit it has to but yeah that's yeah like you say it's English press that's the way they kind of think about it see it weird yeah um do you think that there's a team that Kane can go to and like make like 
to take them take them up a level? Is there a team that stands out? I don't know where I saw this, but double talks like Real Madrid, right? Real Madrid. I I think there are a lot of teams. I I I could see Real Madrid. I could see that. I think he could do well there. I think who would yeah maybe to take over from Benzema maybe I don't know what do you think I don't know I don't know part of me is like why am I even entertaining this but then also there's part of me that's like you just have to accept that he's too good for your team and like mm. he's done everything that he could do like I, I can't remember I haven't looked at the goals and assists tallies but like the last time I looked he's top of both in a shit team mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like when Henri does it and he's got Burkamp and Pires and Vieira and whoever exactly. running alongside him. He's doing it with like not, not, not much there. Um, yeah, it's a funny one because I think he could, he can, he can play, he can play in any team. That's the thing about him. You can play strike by himself. He can play up with someone. You can play him behind someone. You can play him with runners off him. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, with uh, with Champions League final, who who are you back in? That's a hard one. I like Man City. I think. I think Chelsea are going to push them there. I don't know if it's going to go to penalties, but I think that Chelsea are going to push them. So. I, I'm going to say Man City, but I think that Chelsea are going to push them, definitely. Um, it would be exciting for viewers if it went to pennies. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Man City. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, I just think it's, it's that time. It's, 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 it's due. It feels like Pep has mm. to, to really, really kind of stamp this, this season. Because three Premier Leagues in four years is, is so legit. Like, that is, that's mm. special. If if they were to lose this this final, I think it's kind of it's obviously look it's still good it's still good it's still amazing. City fans are obviously still happy, but it will mm. feel incomplete. It will feel really incomplete. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Good stuff, Shah. Nice to catch up and just chat football. Yes, yeah, fun. It's been fun. I'm glad I could air my grievances about Arsenal somewhere. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's probably best. Yeah, it's best to do it with someone who's not really gonna like. You could, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll listen for as long as you want about how bad Arsenal are, about how shit it is being an Arsenal fan. You better not do it with another Arsenal fan who's gonna try and set you back on the right track. I will listen to this all day. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, I'm glad. This is a safe space, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs>